Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. It's Hogan Johns. It's really cool just to see how much the city of Chicago, you know, the Bears organization, the Bears fans show love to a family that they barely even know. It is amazing. I love it. From NBC, NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam, Adam Hogue. There's no ducking anybody in the NFL. It's like the Lions still have NFL players. And from the, from the Athletic, it's Adam, Adam Johns. You know, hasn't Justin Fields done enough to at least pique your interest to see what he can do yeah. with them too? It's the Adams. That's the best in the city of Chicago. Hogan Johns. The Adams converge. And we are underway. What's up? Welcome into the Olympic Curling postgame show. I'm Adam. Wait, what happened? Is it over? I'm Adam Hogue. He's Adam Johns. Kevin Fishbane is in mourning. Today is the uh, U. Clearly I, clearly, I have no idea what happened. So please inform me. That's because you are a terrible American. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> Which we, I mean, we've established that before, I think, um, with your communism comments. <laughs> I'm never going to live that down. No, you're not. Never. Uh, yeah, Kevin, uh, having a tough morning as the USA went down to Great Britain in the oh. semifinals, and then Canada lost to Sweden. So my two teams that I care about, both uh, they'll play each other in the bronze medal game. It, it Admittedly, like, I am a big Olympics guy. I, I always enjoy it. But this year just feels different. I have not gotten into it. Whatsoever, I don't know if it's the the time difference, the the lack of fans at some events, but I don't feel drawn to it as I usually do every four years. I think the overlap with the Super Bowl hurt. That that's never happened before, and the fact yeah. that NBC NBC I don't know if it's never happened before. I probably shouldn't say that, but the fact that NBC had the Super Bowl and the Olympics at the same time, it just I don't, I don't know. There there is something kind of, and, and also uh, the Summer Olympics were just like six months ago, so. Usually True. you like get that build up, but because the Summer Olympics got pushed back, it's just like bang, bang here. And I get it. I, I'll admit, I've mostly been just watching the curling. That's pretty much it. I, and, and I'm usually drawn to the hockey, but the NHL players are playing. So, yeah. although the, uh, can- the best of the best Canada, USA women's hockey gold medal game was overnight. But that's another thing. Like it started, I started watching it, started like at 1030. And then I just like after the first period, I'm like, I got to go to bed. Yeah. So Canada won difference. that one. So, oh. yeah, it's a bummer actually. But uh, there's your uh, curling update. Anyway, uh, who cares? Uh, I wanted Kevin on today, but you know he keeps ducking us, and that's he's fine. still on vacation. He's on vacation. His vacation is watching curling nonstop. Can we just we be clear? should do actual curling though one time? Oh yeah, forget just talking about it and watching it. Let's go actually curl. We could go do it. I'm serious. We have members of the curling club that listen to this podcast. I'm sure they'll have us out. I'm in. Don't don't take my mockery as some type of insult of support. <laughs> I want to try it. Uh, you will get hooked. I promise you. I view it as like just gigantic 
shuffleboard. Fine, but I mean, it's... But I get to slide. Yeah, it's way better in shuffleboard. And then when it's all over, you get to drink. I mean, there's, re- I, there's really... Can I drink? Can I drink during it? Like shuffleboard? Um, Technically, they don't allow the drinks on the ice for obvious reasons because then you get a spill and then you got a problem on the ice. But I'd be lying if, you know, every once in a while I've seen a beer like over in the corner. Yeah. You know, just be very, very careful about it's it. It's like playing pool. You're not yeah. putting the beer. But as soon as it's over, you just go table. drink. And there's a bar there and it's fun. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, see, there's set it up. I'm in. There's really nothing to to debate with it. It's 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 fantastic. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, the U.S. will not be uh, backing up their gold medal. And uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, when this is all over, I am going to count up the amount of text messages I've received from Kevin Fishbane during the Olympics. Oh, he he is. <laughs> what did I use? Uh, prolific texter, I think. Prolific texter <laughs> is how you put it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, welcome in. Adam Hogue, Adam Johns. You follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Read me at NBCSportsChicago.com. Johns, he's on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns, where you could go read Kevin Fishbane's outstanding curling story on the um, U.S. men's team that he did. It is worth uh, checking out still, so you can check that out there on The Athletic. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can watch us on YouTube, rocking uh, some gear that you can get from Obvious Shirts dot com john has got the uh, jd sweatshirt on today i'm wearing one of our um the collaborating since 2015 does this shirt still apply we've still been collaborating since 2015 definitely e- even How though ryan pace is gone yeah that's what it's about anyway in in no way shape or form did it have any type of uh um relation to Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy talking about collaboration. No way. Why we would never do that. No, no definitely. This not. is just us collaborating on this podcast since 2015. Still which going is accurate. Strong. Still going strong. Oh, today as we jump into like really not this one feels like we're in the off season, right? Combines coming up in a couple of weeks. We will be there. There's actual radio row at the combine. Producer Ken like will be there. We'll have a good episode for you guys uh, in Indy in a couple of weeks. But until then, uh, we bridge the gap a little bit. And we ask for your questions. A little Q&A, which we haven't done in a long time. Looking forward to this. Uh, and there is plenty to get to as we went from the season ending to the coaching search, the GM search, then right into Super Bowl content. And now it's like, oh, free agency is in less than a month now. It's a pretty big offseason for Ryan Poles. They don't get a whole lot of time to evaluate their roster, figure out what they want to do here. So they better figure it out. Well, what you have still is a lot of staff members, some holdovers from the Ryan Pace regime doing the the scouting. It, it always works up this way or works out this way where a lot of the scouts' contracts are different. They're like after the player acquisition period, if you want to call it that. So that's where we're at. Want to dive into these questions? Yeah, let's go. Okay. This is from Oren German on Twitter. These All these questions are coming from Twitter. And, and can I give everybody a round of applause for actually understanding what I meant? I, I put this on Twitter. Tomorrow's episode of Hogan Johns. Send over your questions. I you know I didn't say it was a Q&A, but I think most people understood it because I sent it out. Someone sent a Photoshopped um, image of the three of us curling. Ah, Did you see that? No. You need to go look at this right now. 
hold on. It's on my tw- it's on my Twitter feed. On your Twitter feed. If you scroll down like five or six tweets, All right. everybody's gonna hold up on this podcast. Why so, go to Adam Twitter it's, right now? It's uh, we should. It uh, let's see. Peyton Legal is the one who tweeted it at us. Did you retweet it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you'll find it. And it's uh, it's the USA Olympic curling team, but our heads <laughs> photoshopped. I like that. Nice Good. tattoos on you. You got a nice sleeve going there. Yeah, that is nice. Look, look at my shoes. I like that. I'm going to retweet that as well. Kevin's got the broadest shoulders ever. Which is not true. Definitely not <laughs> accurate. I'm the only one where my body feels like it actually kind of matches. Lies. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. Anyway. But, yeah. From Oren on Twitter. It's a bit of an open-ended question. What will the Bears' free agency moves tell you about Poles' team building strategy moving forward? Wait, can you say that again? You're even paying attention? No, you're like really quiet for some reason. Let's project our voices here. Let's go. (laughs) It's a bit... (laughs) It's a bit of an open-ended question. What will the Bears' free agency moves tell you about Poles' team building strategy moving forward? Well, yeah, that's a pretty... That is a broad question. That's about as general as it gets. Um... I, I think we'll get an idea how aggressive he'll be. You know, like I always go back to Ryan Pace's first few years. Like he was very careful about staying out of like that A list of free agents. The guys that you almost always overpay for. Um, like even Pernell McPhee, which was I think his first big signing, was more of like the B, like that second wave. Um, if I remember that right. Now, turned out he probably overpaid for that one too a little bit, but um, but Pace would explore them, yeah, like Stephon Gilmore, AJ Bowie, guys who got big contracts. Gilmore is probably worth it, but Bowie wasn't. Mm. You always overpay in the cornerback market. You can explore them all you want, like even last year with Trent Williams, right? Like you can explore all you want, pull the trigger. Yeah. It comes down to money. You write the you write the biggest offer, you get the big fish. I mean, that's how it works. Now, I'm not necessarily saying they should do that with every specific case. I'm just saying, well, when you ask that question, I think we'll get an idea how aggressive he'll be. He is quoted as saying that he prefers to target the second and third waves of free agency looking for players to prove, which is actually quite similar to Ryan Pace's approach. Everything he said, yeah, everything he said follows Ryan Pace's, what Ryan Pace said and for the most part did, with some obvious exceptions. Um, But like every GM says they value building through the draft and then Ryan ended up, Ryan Pace ended up trading a lot of draft capital over the years. Right, so that's where it's like, let's, it's a good question because let's see what the actions are, right? That's where we really learn about these guys. Or you could take the less need, less need approach. Less need, less need, less need. F them picks. F them picks. Even though that's not entirely true as we explained in the last podcast. Less need he, draft picks. He, maybe that just applies to first rounders for the Rams GM. Next question. Oh, he actually has two questions here, Oren. Is there a good chance the Bears head to Europe next season for a game? A beer in Munich seems nice. Absolutely, it does. 
100% it does. It does, except like I... I Don't you think when the NFL came out and split up these countries like it was a game of risk? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to put it. You, you know, like you get the UK, you get Spain, you get Germany. I don't remember the exact teams that were in Who Germany. Who did the Bears get? The, the Bears got... Um, they got the UK and Spain. Well, I go to Spain. Yeah. I, I And as everybody knows who listens to this podcast, I want another run in England. I deserve yeah. it. Well, just, you know, don't get sick this time. That's true. That's on you. That bug went through my house already this year, so. Yeah, you guys got some bug problems. Kids, kids, kids exterminator. kids, kids, kids. Um, All right. But my point is, don't you think they're going to put the Germany teams in Germany? Like, isn't that yeah. the whole point of yeah. that? So I, the, I actually forgot about that. Yeah. I don't, so I, I, maybe London. Maybe London's a possibility again. I'm in. But um, the only thing is the Bears would be giving up a home game then. Because I don't think they could give up a road game this year because they have the extra home game. I think the way they're going to be doing this going forward is those international games are going to replace the extra home game, right? I think we're eventually going to get to a world. I don't know how long it's going to take where instead of having extra home games, everybody plays an international game. Yeah. And that's going to, that's going to take up that odd, you know, the, the odd extra game, the 17th game will just be, and then you'll go back to playing eight road, eight even. It'll make the whole schedule more even. That strikes me as inevitable. Yeah. Like Thanos. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Anyway, uh, let's move on. This is from Corey on Twitter. With the number of talented QBs, talented young QBs in the AFC, do you really think Aaron Rodgers wants to go to Denver and battle his way through Cincinnati, Baltimore, Kansas City, the Los Angeles Chargers, New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills, and the Jaguars to get to the Super Bowl? Our thoughts? Yeah, I've... I've heard this topic come up a little bit. I think it's a fair question. Um, I don't know. I, I First of all, nobody can get inside Aaron Rodgers' head right no. now. Not even Shailene Woodley. RIP Sad. to that relationship. Breakup. Yeah, that was... Who saw that coming? Speaking of inevitable. <laughs> um... <laughs> That's not cliche talk. That's real talk. <laughs> I don't know. Like Denver does seem like a logical landing spot. 
I think the Broncos clearly want him. I think that they wanted him last year. I think they want him now. I think they're trying as hard as they possibly can. But yeah, that's a tough division. You have Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, uh, and and Derek Carr's a good player. I like Derek Carr yeah. still. Big payday coming to Derek Carr. Wait, here's the thing. All right, Aaron Rodgers, you're the GOAT. You think you're the best quarterback of all time? They go F and prove it. Yeah. See, what I wonder is I don't know how bitter he still is at the San Francisco 49ers, the team he grew up rooting for. But like to me, that would make the most sense for him. Especially because that's the team he can't beat in the playoffs. Yeah. Can't beat them, join them. I can I throw out maybe this is just a if I had to make a bold prediction right now, like the boldest of all bold predictions. I think Tom Brady's playing for the 49ers next year. I don't believe he's retiring at all. Neither do I. I, I and see I, him and I wonder if this off, is a though. What's that? Strikes me as a year off option for him, though. Maybe. But I think if you're the 49ers, you have to figure out. You either have to say, all right, we're, we're having Trey Lance sit another year. Or I guess what I'm trying to say is if Tom Brady's end goal is to go play for the 49ers which I think he probably has some more sentimental feelings towards the 49ers as his hometown team, probably more so than Aaron Rodgers does because they've passed on Aaron Rodgers. Um, I guess technically the 49ers passed on Brady, but everybody passed on Brady. It's a little bit of a different situation. Rodgers should have been the number one overall pick um, without the benefit of hindsight. Like He should have been that year instead of Alex Smith. So... If you if you don't do it now, if you're Tom Brady, like I'm just not sure that that option is going to be there a year from now. Because I I think at that point you either pivot to Rodgers or you say, all right, Trey Lance, you're our guy, and go do it. I think ego is a factor here, not for Tom Brady, but for Aaron Rodgers. No, it has to be. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and his ego. If you're him, you're looking in the mirror. Today, tomorrow, whenever. And you're telling yourself, you just watched Matthew Stafford leave the Detroit Lions and win a Super Bowl for the Rams. You have the same number of Super Bowl victories as Brad Johnson, Joe Flacco. Who else can I throw in there? Uh, Trent Dilfer. Mm-hmm. Can I just say that I don't think that those those situations are apples to apples, though. Like... Stafford never had what he needed to win. Even when he had Calvin Johnson. Like, there were just too many other problems. They didn't have the defense. Or they, you know... Rodgers, how many opportunities has this guy had? Like, you can't blame other things for them losing. I know he wants to. But he's had the chances. He's... Been there. How many cracks has he had at the Ch- NFC Championship? Yeah, game? okay, yeah, that's a good point. So, how, like, are, if you're ranking the reasons the Packers failed this year in the postseason, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is, is number one, right? Right, especially because, in the NFC Championship game, right? Because especially like as much as I harp on the special teams and said that was going to end up costing them, your quarterback should have gotten you. You, you should have been. What a they posi- score ten points. Yeah, right. Exactly. They should have been in a position where that wasn't the difference in the game. A California team came in and beat you in the cold, and you scored ten points. And it's not the first time. They're seven and seven in their last fourteen home games in the playoffs. Which maybe he wants to play somewhere warmer. <laughs> it's a statistic that I think the Bears should 
pay attention to when they talk about their new stadium and whether or not how important bear weather is. Doesn't matter. Put the roof on. Um, but to Keep answer going. your question, I if I were Rodgers, I would rather go to the 49ers with a clearer path in the... Um, and that's a tough division too, but a clear... Okay. Clearer path in the NFC than the AFC. Secondary question to that point. Say that happens. Say mm-hmm. Tom Brady even does it. What does that tell you about the 49ers' evaluation of Trey Lance? Does he enter Jordan Love territory of Hogan John's evaluations? Not for if me you, personally yet. I like Trey Lance. <laughs> I mean, if they do that, though, that is an indictment on their development of him, is it not? It is, but it's instead of having a young quarterback on a rookie contract and you just getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo and all his money. Yeah, you're not bringing in another high price free agent to get you over the hump. Okay, you're not going to try to win on that rookie contract. No, I understand, but let me put it this way: Let's say that Justin Fields, let's say it's the 49ers roster with Justin Fields right now instead of Trey Lance. Okay. Would you feel better about your chances of winning the Super Bowl in 2022, this coming season, with Justin Fields as your quarterback or Aaron Rodgers? Well, Aaron Rodgers, but you just... But that's the point. But you just drafted Trey Lance with like the third overall pick. I understand that, but they're trying to win right now. So like they... it's I know everybody wants to cast this aside like, oh, well, Trey Lance must suck. If he's not playing, and he might, he might, I don't know that. But what I'm saying is their roster is they feel like they are ready to make a run at the Super Bowl now. Like right now, can they afford to go through a developmental season? And you go, then maybe you shouldn't have drafted them. Yeah, again, yeah. You didn't feel that way before the season, before it began? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo just brought you the NFC Championship game. (laughs) No, I think they, I think they did, but they just were kind of stuck. You know, they, they couldn't do what they wanted to do with Garoppolo. And Trey, I, Trey Lance was there and they liked him. Let's not forget, like, there was a lot of lot of talk that they wanted Mac Jones instead of Trey Lance. So, but yeah, it's it. that's... This quarterback stuff's going to be very, yeah. very, very interesting in the offseason. Yeah, I should also clarify my comments from earlier. The Packers did not make the NFC Championship. No. That was the divisional round. Divisional round. Sorry. Let me enunciate. Divisional round. Feels like they should have been in the the championship game, but they were not. No, that was the Rams and the 49ers. All right. From everything is awesome with an exclamation point, Adam. Do you think Poles thinks they can win now? Or is he going to to burn this thing down to the ground and start over? I mean, I don't see the logic in burning things to the ground. There's, I mean, I don't think you have to. I don't think there's any need to. You know, even when Ryan Pace had to do that, that was more about the fact that there wasn't much left on the roster and the pieces that were on offense needed to be moved out for culture reasons. So, I mean, I think what Ryan Poles is inheriting are some pieces and very few culture problems. I would strongly argue that he's been left a lot more than Ryan Pace was left from Phil Emery. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even think it's close. Um, uh, you could debate things about the offensive line. 
You can absolutely debate those things. But Roquan Smith, heck, if Justin Fields turns out to be a good quarterback, Ryan Poles didn't draft Justin Fields. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy did. Now, they didn't exactly put the best plan for him in place for his rookie year, but that's that's the reality. That's fact. Yeah, and, and like you can even look at it by position group. Like Even if you were to like, oh, he might burn down the offensive line and rebuild that. It's like maybe most of it, but even there, it's like you're not going to just kick Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borum out the door. You know, you at least want to see what they, what you have there. Um, that would be one position group where if, if all of a sudden he was like, all right, Jason Peters is gone. We're going to let James Daniels walk. Maybe he can help get us a comp pick depending on how much somebody's willing to pay for him. And then he may look at Cody Whitehair did not have a great season last year. So he may look at that tape and be like, and I haven't really looked at Cody's contract specifically, but he signed that extension a few years ago. So I'm assuming there's a way to get out of that if he really wanted to. Um, and he may say Sam Mustafer is just not good enough. You know, he's been fine. Not good enough. We can do better. So that could be a spot where maybe you end up moving Larry Borum inside. Like you could have five new starters. If I had to pick like one position group where we're talking about a complete rebuild this offseason, maybe it's that one. But at least two of those starters are potentially on the roster right now. Yeah. So that doesn't exactly qualify as let's burn it down. Does it? I don't no, but it that would be that would be a pretty big quick rebuild. Um but something he has experience doing. He did in Kansas City last year. And it year. has to happen, in my opinion, yeah. if you if you want that tenacity, that aggressiveness, that different mindset. That clearly doesn't exist currently with the current five they have. But otherwise, you look at the rest of the roster. Wide receiver. like You're probably going to end up having a big overhaul wide receiver, but Darnell Mooney's still there, right? Tight end. Cole Komet's not going anywhere. Well, how about running this? Running back. Uh, running back, you're sad. I don't think you even need to do much at running back. If you're Matt Eberflus in the first year of installing this hits philosophy, this low grading system, and you have Roquan Smith as your leader, that's a great starting point. Yeah, really That's a great starting, starting point. point. You know what? I bet you he's even happy to have an Eddie Jackson. Yeah. Like, Eddie Jackson would seem to be, like, player number one who could benefit from some type of grading system that determines if you're loafing or not. That's a good point. That's he a needs very to be challenged point. in that capacity, I would argue. I also think he can work just fine in the scheme, too. So... Now on the defensive side, um, like same thing, like corners. You could overhaul the corners, but you got Jalen Johnson. He's not going anywhere. The D line maybe is a spot where you could have completely new bodies, because same thing on the offensive line. Like you could look at, like what's Eddie Goldman's situation? First of all, seems like more of a three-four nose tackle, and questions about how much he loves football anymore. Rumors about retirement, things like that. They may say, okay, we're good. Akeem Hicks. Hard to depend on him for a full season at this point. Let him go. They may look at Bilal Nichols, who's a free agent. Say, not a three technique. Sorry. He's gone. Angelo Blackson was probably only here for like a year anyway. He's gone. You know, you start going down that list. That could be a spot where all of a sudden that's the over. So... 
I don't think it's a full roster rebuild. Linemen, though, I think is where I would look at. If we're trying to rebuild one thing, if I'm Ryan Poles, that's what I'm looking at. Rebuild the trenches. I would phrase it as a reinvestment. Because the Bears have invested in those areas. You could, okay, maybe not as much the offensive line as the defensive line. But again, if you're Matt Eberflus and for year one of your defense, you get to start off with Cleo Mack, mm-hmm. albeit coming off injury reserve, and Robert Quinn, that's not a bad starting point. It's really not. I know their age is a concern. I know durability is a concern. Whatever. On paper, those are two pretty good defensive ends to start with when you're ter- in terms of overhauling your defensive system. I think we haven't won enough under the leadership of George McCaskey, and that's what we're working on. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual men's wear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, watching the game later with your friends, maybe getting a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, maybe with a Hogan Johns polo or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Roan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Roan's commuter collection features wrinkle-release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This, I'm not even going to try to. Sam Bino? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I did not say that right, I'm sure. Um, but this is also a question on Twitter. What's your ideal wide receiver room looking like going into opening day? That question don't make no sense. Um, one that get they have better players who can get open more. 
<laughs> players who who hate hitch routes. Um, I, I would phrase it this way. That position can be overhauled quickly. I would like to see... Well, you have Darnell Mooney. Yep. I would add at least... You have Daz Newsom, six-round pick from last year. I think you need at least two two free agent signings and one draft pick in there. Yes. Now, how much money is spent? I don't know. But I'm talking about like... Not just some one-year flyer. Maybe spend. Maybe give someone a two-year deal. A, a Taylor Gabriel-like signing. Yeah. Have you? All right. Draft-wise, let's get this on the table right now. All right? Because I've seen a couple things um, that have really, really surprised me. Okay? In my opinion, Chris Olave is a slam-dunk first-round pick. Don't screw around with this. And yet I keep seeing draft boards from people I respect, mock drafts from people I respect that have them going in the second round. If he is available to the Bears, what is their I just wrote the mock draft. I should know. It's number 39, right? Is the Bears pick? Yeah. If he is there, you run run up there and draft him. I, I mean, he has just been such a good wide receiver at Ohio State. He already has the chemistry to um, Justin Fields. I don't know that he's as good as Jamar Chase when people start throwing out Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow type situations. But I do think it would be a slam dunk home run pick for the Bears right away. Also, if he's not there, in my opinion, David Bell from Purdue is at least a slam dunk second round pick if not a late first round pick, okay, where he should go. And then I see draft Dane Brugler, who we love on this podcast, and you'll hear a lot from Dane Brugler has him on his top 100 draft board back towards where the Bears are picking in the third round, which is partially why I put him as my third round pick in my mock draft the other day. Because I respect opinions like that. And if Dane Brugler thinks he's more, then then maybe that's where he'll end up. Maybe he'll be available to the Bears in the third round. Personally, I think he's better than that. I'd take him in the second round. But those are a couple guys that, and I know I harp on this all the time and sound like a broken record. But guy, I just value wide receivers who know how to run routes and get open. Like they can run the fastest route, you know, whatever. They're 40 time. And maybe they'll fall, maybe those guys will fall back at the combine for not running the fastest. Good for the Bears. It's Terry McLaurin all over again. Who, if you go back to the year Terry McLaurin came out, I kept trying to tell you guys this ju- this dude just is open and catches footballs at Ohio State all the time. Don't overthink it. So if we're talking draft, those are two guys I know very well from the Big Ten. Go back and watch the Northwestern Purdue tape from 2020, the COVID year, when Greg Newsom, who went in the first round last year to the Browns and had a great rookie season, was going up against David Bell at Purdue. That was an outstanding one-on-one matchup the entire game. And both of those guys in that game cemented themselves as NFL players to me. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Hogue, but I think the... Two of the most exciting playmakers of this past season, including a Super Bowl MVP, were drafted outside the first round. Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel. Debo Debo. Samuel was 36th overall pick for the 49ers. I I forget the exact selection of of Cup. Is he a second, late second, or third round? I forget, but it was not first round. I think it was second because the Bears uh, Bears picked Adam Shaheen. 
Is that the year? Yeah, it's the Adam Sheen. Oh, hold yeah. on. Let's, let's what a waste of time training camp was, guys. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good, good clip. <sighs> All right. Ready. This is from uh, Ryan Cox on Twitter. Rank the following position groups in terms of need. Write this down, Adam. Okay. Corner, safety, wide receiver, offensive line. Uh, offensive line, corner, wide receiver, safety. Say that again. Offensive line, corner, wide receiver, s- safety. But I would bunch those three, the first three I said towards the top. I think there's a little bit more of a gap towards safety. Yes. I, I, I thought it was... Uh, Pretty interesting when we talked to Ryan Poles and he's listing positions in order of importance, in order of, he called it, what's the best way to put it? Just in terms of market value and um, the amount of them, like quarterbacks number one, offensive tackles number two. He did not list receiver. I think Ryan Poles subscribes to the Ryan Pace philosophy here in terms of this is a position that could be overhauled quite quickly, but I still think it's a premier position that needs to be seriously addressed by the Bears this year. You can't just go out there thinking Darnell Mooney is going to be your number one right receiver. Yep. You got to try to upgrade for the reasons and some of the guys that you just cited, maybe the second round of the draft. Look at the final four teams, and even you can go beyond that to the divisional round. Like those teams all have a dude at wideout, not a Darnell Mooney. I like Darnell Mooney. I'm talking dude. Okay, Cooper Cup. You mentioned uh, Jamar Chase on the Bengals, who made a huge difference. Okay, and then we go to the next round. Obviously, the 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 uh, weapons that the Chiefs have is Ty- Tyreek Hill. Okay, they all have that that guy. Debo Samuel, who you brought up on the 49ers. Then you start going to the Packers. They have Devontae Adams. Like you, you have to have at least one of those guys. That's why I don't think it's like if you add one big free agent and you land somebody like Chris Olave or David Bell, who I think it can have an impact right away. And there's some other wideouts in there, by the way, that I just got to do a little bit more home, homework on. But I, the second round seems to be ripe with some good players who can play pretty pretty early on. I, I, two guys make a difference when you already have Darnell Mooney on the team. I'm, I'm good with that then. Cooper Cup, 69th overall pick. Nice. Nice. Let's continue. Oh, I lost my spot here. Let's do a couple more. This is from Shane on Twitter. What linebacker position will Roquan play in Coach Fluce's defense? I think it'll be the will, but they haven't confirmed that yet. He's just not going to leave the field. Well, regardless, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'll, you know, even if he's not the mic, even if he's the will, he could call the defense. He's not leaving the field. But that's why in my if and if that's the case, I just don't want to underrate to me at least the need to have a really good Mike linebacker next to him. You know, can Alec Ogletree do that if you bring him back? Maybe, but if you go, my, by the way, my Bears mock draft is on NBCSportsChicago.com if you want to find it. But Chad Muma, the Wyoming linebacker, who really, I mean, he had a great senior bowl. He looks like he could be in range for that uh, 
number 39 overall pick in the second round, to me looks like a prototypical Mike. You just solve that problem for a long time, in my opinion. You, you, you give Roquan the money he deserves, draft just like a prototypical good Mike linebacker in the second round. May not be at the top of the list of needs, but Bears fans know very well what that can do the, to the defense. To have those two guys locked in just like they were for Lovey Smith, I think it makes a huge difference. Next question. Next question. This is from Chris. What else? Go ahead. I'm listening. Chris on Twitter. How excited is Adam Hogue about the long snapper and punter signings today? Or yesterday. Competition at every level. Yeah. La- laughing face emoji with the tears. So excited I didn't even tweet about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is interesting, though, because both of those guys are free agents. Um. And Richard Hightower, the, a lot of times that you got to understand with special teams coaches, like that's where these some of these moves comes come from. So I don't know. Hightower was was the year Winslow was here. Ryan Winslow, the punter they signed, the year that Hightower was here, because he was here. That one, I want to say it was twenty sixteen. I'll have to go back and check. Uh, I think I want to say Winslow was here in eighteen. In the. Uh, it was just during training camp. Here's the thing about Pat O'Donnell. Pat O'Donnell's been a very solid, consistent punter for the Bears for a long time, but he's never been at the top. Even this year, the Bears were in the 20s in net punting. So they may be looking at that as competition. They may be looking at that as um, insurance if they can't re-sign those guys. right? That could be just what it is, too. Maybe they want to resign them. They just can't guarantee it. So, um, but this is what happens sometimes when you change special teams coordinators. And if there is, and I've already talked about this a little bit on the podcast, if there's one area where I'm a little bit critical of what's happened so far, I, I just think that they, I'd feel much better about all that if they had managed to keep Chris Tabor. Just the consistency. You know, it, we've seen we've seen the Bears special teams go down the wrong road with with coaching searches before. Uh, coaching changes, I should should say, and just the fact that there's been consistency there the last couple of years, it's just a little bit of a concern. Well, with all due respect to to Hightower too, it's I just think in general, lateral moves, especially coach leaving a playoff team, are always a bit curious. Are they not? Yeah, it's not like he got a promotion. Like, why didn't they want to keep him? After what he did to the to the Packers in the playoffs, right? Like, I would say that. I, am I, I just, wrong? Is is that not fair? No, it's a hundred percent fair, and I to the point that I would say that the Packers did that to the Packers. I don't even know that the Forty ers did that to the Packers. Like, well, they fired their special teams coach too. I mean, the the Richard Hightower is getting a lot of credit for that playoff game, and it's like, um, you don't have to. Bears fans should know better because they watched what happened at Lambeau when the Bears, like the Bears dominated the Packers on special teams that entire game. Which goes back to the point we made earlier about Rodgers. Rodgers made that not matter because he was Aaron Rodgers that day. So that game there should also show you why Rodgers has to take some of the blame for that playoff game because... It came down to special teams. As good as they were, it shouldn't have come down to special teams. My first thought when I saw those signings is, well, who 
February. Who cares, really? But <laughs> but the other part was, I, I wonder if there's some concern that O'Donnell and Scales are going somewhere else, and you just want to have somebody in the system. Yeah. And Pat O'Donnell's been here since, what, 2014? Yep, that's what I selection. I, I just Emory. looked up his page on, on, on Spotrack. Actually, if you look up Pat O'Donnell's page on Spotrack, that... Uh, picture of him is not him. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't so, earned that respect yet. If you're listening, go, go check it out because that is definitely not Pat O'Donnell. Um, but he is a free agent. His base salary this year was $1.75 million. The dude's probably looking for a raise. Yeah. And he might get it. He might. I mean, he's been a starting punter in the league for a really long time. Those guys usually don't come loose too often. What question are you asking me? All right, last one. This is from Chicago Winter Appreciator. Come on. Ugh. Snowstorms coming in here. With so much of the A-Rob, Allen Robinson bears tension seemingly stemming from the old paced Nagy regime, does a change in the general manager head coach make bringing him back more realistic? Or has the ship sailed regardless? This is the best question we've gotten. If you had to ask me what happens here right now, I think Allen Robinson is probably playing on a different team. Okay. But did you see that um, exchange that happened on Twitter the other day? Is that the one that Anthony Miller also jumped into? Uh, if he did, I missed the Anthony Miller part, but somebody tweeted that basically this idea that the Bears sabotaged Allen Robinson, there's no way it could be accurate. And A-Rob responded simply with his target numbers over the last three seasons and how they dipped from like whatever they were in the hundreds, hundreds, 150, and all the way down to 66. And those were his, all he put were the numbers and you had to kind of figure out what that meant, but those were his targets over the last three seasons. So regardless of whether or not he was actually sabotaged or there was an intent to sabotage him, which I agree with the original premise, doesn't make much sense. You're going to give him the franchise tag and a ton of money and then not give him the ball. Don't understand that. A lot of things happened last season, though, that are hard to understand. Allen Robinson at least feels that way by responding that way on Twitter. I think that's pretty obvious with that response. Or at least thinks is unhappy enough that they're to bring that up. Well, he shared a similar story as to the one that we had in our athletic story about Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky. Where Mitch Trubisky he showed did. Up, where Mitch Trubisky showed up to a meeting for Matt Nagy and Matt Nagy wasn't there. Eventually left his notes. Alan Robinson was ha- was expecting to have, according to Alan Robinson, this, this is a story he shared, I think, on his Podcast somewhere. I forget where. He did an interview, yeah. Where he expected to have and waited for his exit interview with Matt Nagy. This was before this season. So coming off of the 2020 season. It never happened. Not not only did it not happen, he didn't hear from his head coach for a long time. Basically the whole offseason. Yes, yes. And this is a head coach who often cited their close relationship in interviews. Did he not? 
Yes, and then it just stopped. Apparently, yeah. And I think E. Rob even made a comment like they did have talk, they did talk all the time, and then all of a sudden it stopped. It stopped, and so you see the decrease in targets. They went up for Darnell Mooney. They went up for Cole Komet, which which is part of it. Young players emerge. He had Justin Fields come in, and Justin Fields obviously was more comfortable throwing to Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney. So it's a layered conversation to use a word I use a lot, layered, but. The targets are certainly alarming, and if Allen Robinson feels that way, that's a problem. What I would want... So there's a couple things here, though. What does he feel about Justin Fields? How much does he... Believe? Believe in him as much as he might have an issue with the coaching staff is... uh, does he think that some of this... I mean, we talked about chemistry between those two all season. Is there a lack of chemistry? Like, that could answer the question right there. If A-Rob thinks there's a lack of chemistry with Justin Fields, bye-bye. Probably gone. But if he thinks that that was more scheme-related and he was really sabotaged and really Justin Fields, they get along and they want to work together, well, then the question... I would think he'd be with a new coaching staff. I don't know what his relationship or if he has a relationship with Luke Getze or... If there's been any contact there whatsoever, don't know. But he may be open to making that work. Because I do think Allen Robinson likes Chicago. Like, I don't think he had any problem with being a bear. Um, But then it comes down to how does Ryan Poles feel about the situation? Is he willing to pay him? What kind of money is, is Allen Robinson looking for at this point? Does he go a one-year deal? with somebody else to try to have another big season and hit free agency. Cause there's no doubt his, he's not going to get what he could have gotten last year on the open market, which probably some of the bitterness here, I would think it's completely fair. I'd be bitter too, but he's not going to get that this year after the season. He just, had. yeah, let's not forget. It's it's, it did seem like negotiations or lack thereof took a bitter tone with Allen Robinson before last season. That's part of the conversation. Here too. I well, believe. yeah, it was like early on in the 2020 season when he, um, what was that whole thing that happened? He, there was like rumors he was asking for a trade, and remember that it was like week yeah, two. It, it didn't go the way that that, that he wanted, yeah, or, or the team wanted. So he has every right to be frustrated. And then the season played out the way it did. His coach didn't talk to him. A lot of things going on here. If but if I'm Allen Robinson, I'm leaving. You may be high on Justin Fields. You may like his potential. But if I'm Allen Robinson and I'm thinking about my best interest, I'm going to go find an established quarterback who can get me the ball. Even if that takes a one-year deal to get that next big deal. One spot I will uh, throw out there as an interesting fit, in my mind, New England. Patriots. Now, that's not an established quarterback, but to me, it's a good place to go if you're looking for one year, kind of a rejuvenation of your career type situation. They need a wide receiver. You can go be the guy there. Go be the dude. Just throwing it out there. But I think he's gone. Yeah, the original question. I think he's gone. I do not know at this point, though, with the changes they made. If that, like, the door was definitely slammed shut 
in December. Has it cracked open a little bit with the changes that have been made? Comes out of money. Don't know. Like the Bears could keep him if they wanted to. Just oh, but if like you're Allen Robinson, you got to consider. Well, well, the money's important, but the the opportunity yeah. to to get more money in a year or two. Right. Right, but could that be something the Bears are interested in? It's like maybe they'd be the team to give them the one-year deal. Yeah, potentially. They're not going to tag them again, but I don't know. That That's an interesting thing for Ryan Poles right now because it's probably in his best interest at this point to not go down a road of like maybe, you know, figuring out what the market is. Probably want to make that decision now. Like if you're really gonna move on from just just know that going into all well, of we're entering entering that period where such conversations are had. The yeah. combines are right around the corner. Yeah. Yep. Anything else? Nope. That's it. That's it. Well, I mean, there's other questions, but some overlap. I don't have all day. Got to work. Really out good, to get Adam. In. Yeah. Good job by you. Thanks, man. All right, little Q and A for you. Um, I'm out next week. Kevin's gonna fill in. They'll have at least one episode for you. We think. Yeah, if he ever comes out, I'm worried about it right now. I haven't received a text since um, nine fifteen or so. Uh oh, it's only been an hour. <laughs> yeah, but that again, we talked about this the other day. Like, do we yeah. send out the search party? Are we worried? It's a tough loss. Texter Kevin Fishbane. Yo, he was sending me videos from the 1985 Briar, which is the Canadian National Championship. Wow. <laughs> Last night. He went down some different wormhole there, huh? <laughs> I'm like, what is happening right now? I think Josh McCown did videos on this one. So that was a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking up. Apparently, there are Ken Palm ratings for curlers. He was looking those up. Good for him, man. I love it. I love it. We'll go curling sometime. We'll get we'll get video of it. Too. I just want to beat him now. Oh yeah. I'm I, well. He hasn't even tried it, so I'm fascinated to see between you two which one. I I I think I put my money on you. I'm, I'm guessing there's still some level of athleticism. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I got that yeah, edge. Yeah, on Kevin Fishbane. And then like, there's some flexibility involved too. Like you have to be able the, to the bar game. There's a, there's a bar game aspect to this too. Well, let me ask you this: Do you have good balance and do you have good hand hand eye coordination? I do. Those are probably At the two I most important I things. I'm probably talking than myself up way too much, but I believe I do. You don't necessarily need to be at, need like elite athleticism. You need no, to be well, just look at the guys that played curling in the Olympics. Yes. Yeah, but like I know Matt Hamilton gets like made fun of. Watch his watch his form though when he's throwing the rock. That dude is bending in ways I can't bend. So I would say balance and hand eye coordination are the keys. Okay, I'm in. I want to do it. I think that's part of the reason why I've like I don't want to say I'm good at it. I'm not, but I've been able to figure it out and do it relatively well because I've always had good hand eye coordination for some reason. I think it goes back to my baseball days. So if you have that, I think you'll be all right. I'm in. And if one of your curling friends wants to videotape us and, and mock us as we, you, you call it throwing the rock? Yeah, you throw the rock. No, you slide it. 
but that's what they call it. Yeah, but that's, that's not what they... That's, that, not that, the, that's, that's the lingo. I got it. Okay. So As in America, the they, rock. In America, they call it sweeping. In Canada, they actually... They sometimes call it sweeping, but they mostly call it brushing. Sweeping's better. Yeah, I think so. Sweep it. Yeah. Also, America's better. better. I mean... Of course. To be honest. But. Well, obviously. Well, I guess we'll find out in the bronze medal game. <laughs> Third best. Well, let me be clear. Canada way better at curling than the United States, like as a whole. Like hockey. In the Olympics recently, the America's been better. But if we're going to talk about the whole thing, Canada's deep, deep at curling. <laughs> I like that. Anyway, uh, who cares? That's right. All right, we're out of here. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. You can read me at NBCSportsChicago.com. That's where Bears Mock Draft 1.0 is up. Uh, make sure you read it and then tweet at me about how none of the players will be where I say they are because everybody knows where they will be in middle of February before the combine even happens. Not the point of the exercise, people. Just read about the players and learn some things. Thank you. That's your uh, annual disclaimer on the Bears Mock Draft. Okay. You guys got any out yet? I uh, Yeah. Um. Okay. Dane's done one. Um, I have a story up right now. I talked to Bill Polian and Tony Dungy for extended periods of time. That story is up on The Athletic right now. Um, check it out. Okay. Theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. It's where you go to get those stories. I think at this point, I'm the only one who hasn't talked to Bill Polian. I feel left out. Get on it. <laughs> he seems very accessible. <laughs> As the Bears. They would know. There was somebody else. I'm not going to say who it is because I don't know uh, if the story was written or not yet. But it's, somebody last week was like, yeah, I just got off the phone with Bill Polian for like 30 minutes. I was like, oh, okay. Bill's got nothing to do now that he's yeah. <laughs> hanging out with George McCaskey. Mean. Give him a call. He's just, I guess, <laughs> just call him up and be like, hey, Bill, can, I, can we chat all day? I mean, yeah. are you lonely? Are you okay? What's going on here? You did Adam Schefter's podcast? For him. Um, gee, maybe we need him to get him on the podcast. Maybe that's what we should have done today. Yeah. So answering your questions. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. A lot of good coverage here. And I am going to go read your story. Um, so can't wait to check that out. Uh, YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification button. Obviousshirts.com is where you go to uh, get the merch, which we are wearing today. You can see that on YouTube. All right. I... I'm off to a warmer, sunnier place. Enjoy it. Enjoy the fish, man, and all the curling talk next week. And then we'll be back together in Indianapolis, which I have to say I am very excited about. Same. I've always enjoyed the combine. I know you have always enjoyed the combine, and we missed it last year. So I also look forward to it being in Las Vegas in two years or or Los Angeles. But (laughs) Also same. (laughs) But Indies, we love Indy, too. So, yeah. uh, we'll, pack we'll, your jacket, bring that hat. And then leave I, th- I think this year I'm just going to be like, enough with the walking. I'm just going to Uber. Where, though? There's nowhere to Uber. We just there's walk. Some, there's some other off the track restaurants I think we need to try. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I'd be down for that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, you just walk everywhere inside. You don't even have to oh, go outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. even bring my jacket for like the, the day part. Cool. We're looking forward to that. We'll talk to you uh, from Indy, but Johns and Fishbane will be back next week uh, as I'm off, and uh, 
we'll talk to you then. See ya. See ya. The Packers, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, go Bears.